This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. We take a look back at our favorite films of 2021, and we are looking forward to our 2022 predictions with special guest, Michelle from Force of Light. Welcome back and Happy New Year to everybody out there. This is our first show of 2022. Um, I am excited for this upcoming year. Adam, how about you? Yeah, it's here. It is here. I don't know if I'm just getting older and jaded, but I have a, a uh, kind of a more bleak outlook on New Year than I than I have in the past, I guess. Um, well. It, uh, not that it's pessimistic, it's just... Nothing changes on January first. <laughs> I'll put it that no, way. No. <laughs> uh, like, I, I can, mind. I can, I would, yeah. So that's what I was going to say. I can turn this into a bit more of a positive thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, your year is what you make it, and regardless of what comes your way, whether it's good stuff, whether it's bad stuff, um, it's your response to that that determines. You know what your life is like. It's not. It's not a year's fault. It's not a calendar's fault. Things don't get better or worse um, on January 1st than they were in De- on December 31st, the day before. So, um, you know, I think my message would just be to make make 2022 a good year, and that comes from you. That's internal. So, yeah, I I agree, and I think you know we make I think joy and happiness is more of more of a choice than than yes what happens to you and um you know as hard as things may have been in 2021 and 2022 with the pandemic that we're in um for me actually they were a couple of the best years of, of my life possibly and lots of great things happened in those years and i tried to make the most of of and focus on gratitude and and what i was blessed with and and the people and and things in front of me so um i think that's a great message going forward in 2022 we don't know what the future holds or what what other craziness might happen but we can choose joy every day um so yes and i know one thing that brings us joy adam is our love for movies and, and tv and just stories um and stories can be an escape that um can can make your 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 life better and and that's one of the things that really was tapped into with the Harry Potter anniversary um that happened on HBO Max and it's actually my recommendation that is for a this pro level transition right there yeah that's that's how i do it <laughs> what have you done to yourself between the, something changed with you know. between December 31st and January 1st so everything that i just said was a lie because something just happened there <laughs> <laughs> possibly that um, was that was scripted of some nature it had to be 
And it just honestly, it wasn't (laughs) at all scripted. Um, It just came to me. And yeah, I mean, they talked about and and I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was fantastic. Um, And I felt a lot of emotions watching it. I I was in tears a few times throughout this thing Um, because, you know, they really talked about how Harry Potter and films like it and stories like it are, are a form of escapism, but sometimes escapism can be such a positive thing. And, and that's, I think what I love so much about what we talk about on this show, um, because, you know, that escapism can give you hope and it can take you into a different world. And in the darkest of times, it can, it can bring you light um, and it can be moving. So, yeah, I just thought that the way, and this was more to me, it was more of a documentary than uh, an anniversary um, kind of show. You know, it didn't like ever bring all the characters like or all the actors into the same room and have like, you know, that type of thing. But it, it went through all of the movies, looking behind the scenes, looking at the actors reactions to those movies when they were filming. Um, and I, I just thought it was excellent. So that's my recommendation um, is the, and I forget what the actual title of it is, but the, the Harry Potter anniversary um, special on HBO max. Nice. I'll have to check that out. I haven't watched that quite yet. It's very good. And now you just made me feel terrible for what my recommendation is. <laughs> that's no, no, don't. <laughs> um, do you remember a few weeks ago on our Decades in December show, I think it was the 90s show, where we started talking about some you know, fun little devices and things that were around in the 90s that some of us played with, things of that nature? Yeah, yeah. And one of us mentioned the Tamagotchi. I was wondering what you were <laughs> fiddling with before we started recording. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's the now you know. Um, I mentioned uh, that they had an R2-D2 Tamagotchi, and so I picked up the R2-D2 Tamagotchi. <laughs> and it's, that is awesome. It's kind of hard to see in the camera here with the light, but um, you can kind of uh-huh. see him floating around a little bit there. But, yeah, I've been messing yeah, around yeah, yeah. With, with R2, and it, 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 it's a fun little device. It was like 17 bucks on Amazon. I got They have a white color, and then they call this hollow blue or something like that. It's uh-huh. yeah, like the blue see-through clear plastic. Uh, and on the front has some white graphics that look like R2. Um, but I've always been a sucker for see-through electronics, and so I had to get the blue yeah. version. Um, but it's kind of fun. Uh, it, you know, it. I mean, you talk about nostalgia. This is nostalgia. It's a it's a non-backlit <laughs> or non-frontlit LCD screen. Uh, you know, so it's one of those that you have to really strain to see in any type of light. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. But, you know, it, it's just like Tamagotchi was back in the day. You have to take care of R2 when he's quote-unquote hungry. you got to give him a charge. Um, if he's in a bad mood, you got to wipe him down. <laughs> um, you know, like the Tamagotchis, you just have to pet them and feed them. Well, you can't really feed a droid, so you give him a battery. Um, nor you wipe, him, wipe the dirt off. Um, mm-hmm. They also have what they call visitors that come through, so I've... Seen Grievous a couple times. It'll pop up at random. Uh, saw a Stormtrooper and Jawas at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few others that I haven't seen yet. Uh, Yoda is supposed to pop up, and then there's a few that I think that they don't put in the manual. 
And then you can also play this little, you know, game where you help R2 put out a fire <laughs> for whatever reason. Or you can play the Jarek with Chewie where um, it, it's more of just, you know, pushing the right button at the right time. It's not really actually like playing chess at all. <laughs> you can't play chess on uh -huh. this screen. Um, but, I mean, it's kind of fun. Uh, so for $17, it's, it's a neat little gadget. And, uh, you know, I'll probably play with it for a few days and then I'll sit on my desk. But... <laughs> Um, it, it, it's a fun little Star Wars thing to pick up and mess around with. So, yeah, that's that's cool. I I, I was I was hearing those familiar sounds. I was like, what does he have? Yeah, I mean, it's like just the, yeah, the they do a good job with with the beeps. I mean, I think that probably yeah, came through. Not bad. Um, yeah, they do a pretty good job with with the just the basic, you know. 90s electronic beeps <laughs> uh, making that sound like something so uh -huh. it's pretty Very cool. cool yeah thank you for that and um th that brings us actually to our one question to roll them all for this week Winner, winner, Christmas dinner. We have the final results of our one Christmas movie to win, to rule them all. Um, and it went to Christmas Vacation with 62% of the vote. It came down to Christmas Vacation, It's a Wonderful Life, and How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Um, Adam, you predicted this result, so I'm guessing you're not too surprised by it. No, no, it makes sense. It does. It's a Wonderful um, Life is still the best Christmas movie of all time, but that's okay. Arguably, sixty percent. Well, sixty-two percent. You can be wrong. That's okay. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> um, but we have a new question for this week, and we're looking back at twenty twenty-one. And um, I actually just, as we're recording, just posted about an hour or so ago my top five films of of twenty twenty-one, my my favorites. Um, and so I don't, I'm gonna, I'm going to put my top four in here, mm -hmm. and, and you guys all have to choose which one's the best, which one's your favorite out of my top four. But if you don't like my like top it. four, then you can write your own in on Twitter when we put the poll out there. Um, I'm fine with that. But my question is, which of these is your favorite film of 2021? I have Ghostbusters Afterlife, Spider-Man No Way Home, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, and No Time to Die. Uh, mine's Adam. No Way Home. I think Mine yours might be no really. <laughs> yeah, it's no way home. Wow, I thought you were going to go with Afterlife. Yeah. yeah, I mean you'll have to check out the the YouTube okay. video. Uh, all right, I will. I will to get the complete top five plus the honorable mentions. But I will reveal to everybody that my number one is No Way Home, and wow. um, I just thought it was brilliant. Glad I didn't bet yeah. on that. Yeah. You probably thought Ghostbusters Afterlife was my number oh, one. Oh, yeah. No, I totally thought you were going to go with Afterlife. Yeah. For good reason. I mean, that was a great movie. Yeah, it was. But No Way Home just did something to me that no movie this year did, and it just blew my expectations away. And, uh, you know, I was I was in, in tears. It was emotional. It was fantastic. So um, that's my number one. What about you guys, though? What, what was your favorite? And if you have a write-in, you can do that on Twitter in our weekly poll. 
and we are going to talk about some news next. Sold out? Every copy. Tomorrow morning, Spider-Man, page one, with a decent picture this time. Move Conway to page seven. There's a problem with page seven. And make it page eight and give him 10% off. Okay. And make it 5%. That can't be done. Get out of here! Speaking of No Way Home, um, Spider-Man No Way Home, as of December 29th, had made $1.16 billion at the worldwide box office, and that it became Sony Pictures' highest-grossing film of all, all time, passing Spider-Man Far From Home in, 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 in just in under two weeks, actually. Um, so I, I thought that was very impressive, Adam, that it was able to become Sony's number one film of all time that quickly. Um, so yeah, just that's, uh, that's awesome. Um, good news for everybody there. I think in between pandemics and all this other stuff we've all talked about a million times. Um, it's just, it's good news. Yeah. All around. Yeah. It's fantastic news for theaters for the box office and we'll see how that momentum carries into this year. Indeed. Um, next up, Hey, everybody knows if you've been listening that I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan. So anytime there's a little bit of Game of Thrones related news, I have to kind of talk about that a little bit. And author George R.R. R. Martin himself is impressed with the the pilot episode. He saw um, a rough cut of the first episode and, and, and had good words to say about it. He said, um, you know, I've seen a rough cut of the first episode and loved it. It's dark, it's powerful, it's visceral, just the way I like my epic fantasy. Um, so I'm excited to see this. It's coming out this year at some point. I'm not sure on the, the actual release date, but it is set 300 years before the events of Game of Thrones. I'm interested to see maybe even the formation of, of the throne. Um, and, and maybe that takes place during this time period and, and obviously the Targaryens. So we might see some, some dragons involved in that. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see what this series brings. Hey, I mean, regardless of what it brings, they were able to continue the story that George RR R. Martin couldn't continue. So. Yes, that is true. <laughs> um, so also in our news this week, we talked about, we reviewed Hawkeye in our last episode. Um, and Vincent D'Onofrio, of course, made an appearance as Kingpin, and he wants to return in in a future, you know, um, series or film. Um, specifically thinking about the Echo series, which actually I hadn't heard of. Adam, do you know what the Echo series is all about? Is that about the the Maya character, or yeah, yeah, I would, ima- I would imagine her. Um, to use a uh, Peter Parker quote, her superhero name made up name mm-hmm. is yeah, her, would, yeah. be, would be echo um okay. so yeah that would uh that was announced i want to say that was a disney plus day announcement but it might have been a little bit before also okay and he said specifically i can't comment about any facts because they just don't tell me so it may yeah be right that... vincent <laughs> <laughs> right sure um <laughs> it made me hope that it would continue and still makes me feel that way um, I mean, in my mind, she definitely shot him and I walked away from Daredevil at first thought maybe he'll come back somehow. So, yeah, we, we definitely hope he comes back. I, he was excellent in the Daredevil yeah. series um, as Kingpin. So I'd, I'd like to see more of him. And I think they set that up. So. I agreed. Yeah. 
Um, next up, we're going to talk a little bit about the book of Boba Fett. Um, speaking of, you know, I talked about our YouTube channel just a little bit ago, and I also put up a an episode one, chapter one um, review on our YouTube channel for the book of Boba Fett. And it definitely had mixed reactions. Um, you know, a lot of people felt that it was a bit underwhelming or maybe even a tad boring. Comingsoon.net, where we where we usually get our news from, actually gave it a score of five out of ten, which I, I thought ah, was no. a, a little little That's brutal. I, I didn't think it was it was that bad. Um, no, no, no. And my full thoughts are in that review on YouTube, but but I, I thought it was a solid first episode. And I, one thing I said in my reaction to it was that um, we have to keep in mind that this is just chapter one of of, of seven chapters, and that it basically and, and Adam, I know I've been talking to you about I really want this series to show us how he got out of the, the Sarlacc. You got that. And um and we got that right right in the beginning and I was yeah. excited to see that. I feel like this show really fits right into the kind of aesthetic and tone of the Mandalorian. Um and it's kind of a sub story, you know, in a way of of of, of that uh, in in like the Filoni and Favreau verse if you will. Um, so I thought, you know, tonally it felt right. And it was, I could see where there were some places that dragged a little bit. Um, yeah. specifically, you know, when he's being dragged across <laughs> the sands of Tatooine, literally. Um, but I don't know. What were your thoughts? Um, I, I thought it was a good first episode. Uh, I liked it. I don't think I loved it. Uh, mm-hmm. but I liked it, and I think that it's uh, it it sets up a what could be a solid story through six more chapters. I guess there's seven episodes of this, from what I'm hearing. Um, I will say about this being a first episode. Um, I think that the reason that people are disappointed in this is really the director's own fault. You know, I think that Robert Rodriguez mm-hmm. kind of hyped this up more than he maybe should have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that was... I, I, I don't know. I, I have to go back and see when he said these things because I don't know if what he said was maybe referencing some other like earlier cut of this first episode or, or something. Um, yeah. Because I feel like some of the things that he mentioned, and we talked about that on the, on the show in a news segment, I believe, where he said that, you know... The first half of this episode is where they got all of the footage for the trailer and that they didn't show anything beyond that. And also that the second half of the episode was too important that they would give away too much. So, mm-hmm. you know, on both of those fronts, first of all, there was trailer footage that we did not see in this episode at yeah, all. Correct. And second of all, um, I don't know what would have been in that second half of that episode that would have given away too much in this show, but it was maybe I missed it. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't think there were any big surprises. Yeah, I mean, I I, I feel like like I don't know. I I feel like he was just kind of doubling down on on hyping the show up at that point. You know, like almost fibbing at that point. I don't want to say yeah. he's outright lying, but it's, you know how like. 
you know how like a, like on a playground like kids will uh, like double down on something and they'll say this thing that is like absolutely not true just to say how awesome something is yeah. i feel like that's what he did here i feel right. like this show is so awesome and the second half of this episode is just going to blow you and there's nothing there you know like yeah I, I don't know i don't know what that was about i don't know if it was an honest thing you know where he like i said maybe it was an, uh, a cut and something got changed you know that stuff can happen. I I understand that. Uh, I don't think he said that too long ago, so that would be kind of late in the game to change something like that. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, so I, I think any disappointment there was kind of his own fault. But uh, to sum everything up, I, I think it was a good episode. It's definitely better than five out of ten. Coming soon is way off base on that, in my yeah, own opinion. But uh, yeah, but it, it was a good episode. I don't know. Yeah, I, I do. I will admit that at the end of the episode, I was kind of like, oh, is that it? Um, yeah. You know, not only because of the comments that you mentioned that were made, um, but I, I felt like it was a little short. It could have been, yeah. you know, it was it was under it was probably episode time. Actual episode time was probably somewhere in the 30 minute range. Yeah, it was, but, yeah somewhere um, in there. Yep. If you're not counting like credits and all that stuff. Um yeah. So a little on the shorter side, but you know. Yeah, and I think some of that's quality over quantity. You know, um, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I think there were definitely some wasted minutes in there, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, I think Mando does has done a good job of telling great stories in less time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, using that time smarter, and I just I just don't know that this first episode did the exact same thing. So yeah, agreed. Um, so that is the book of Boba Fett. We are hoping that it, you know, maybe picks up a little bit, and I think it will. I, think it will. Um, I mean, I'm not worried about it. I think it'll yeah. be okay. Looking forward to seeing what is next. Um, last up for the news this week, we're going to talk a little bit about um, Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon, which actually I believe was something he pitched um, a, a while back that was kind of going to be a Star Wars type. Type was. film, yep. Um, but n- now he's he's making it. Um, and he there was some concept art that was released. Um, that um you can check out on ComingSoon.net, and they're in full swing, heading towards principal photography in a few months, and so that is going to be coming soon. Um, so it says the synopsis is this: the film is set in a peaceful colony on the edge of the galaxy. That finds itself threatened by the armies of the tyrannical regent Belisarius. Um, they dispatch a young woman with a mysterious past to seek out warriors from neighboring planets to help them take a stand against the tyrant. Um, so looks interesting. I'm curious to see what his vision is on this and and how it's similar to to Star Wars or, or not. You know, I'm definitely interested in this. I don't know how to totally feel about it yet. Some of it feels very Star Wars. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so I hope it's not so close, you know, that it's, you know, that it's yeah. obviously Star Wars, but uh, I, th- I think it could be interesting. Yeah. I'm curious to see his, his kind of take on a, a Star Wars type right. film. Right. But that wraps it up for the news this week. And next up, we are going to be giving our predictions for, for this year, for 2022, with a very special guest, um, Michelle from Force of Light.
It's that time of year again. It's time to promise ourselves that we'll get skinnier, or at least not any fatter. That we're <laughs> gonna that we're gonna read some more. That we'll stop procrastinating. And I wrote that like an hour ago as we were setting getting set to record today. Uh, You're setting a good example. Yeah, there, yeah, it's going great so far. It's also time to start thinking about the year ahead and what it might hold. So this week we're gonna start a new FAC POV tradition. We're gonna make our bold predictions for 2022. What new movies and shows could be announced? What surprises do our new and returning shows hold for us? We're going to lay it all out there. And next year at this time, the plan is we're going to look back on this show and see how we did with our predictions and maybe even make some new ones for 2023. So to help us out with that, we're welcoming back Michelle from Force of Light Entertainment. You know, we were just talking before the show and I was, I was trying to think as I was writing this. It's been almost a year since we've had a show with you guys, with, with with you, and that goes all the way back to when we did our Lord of the Rings show uh, last year. So welcome back, and you've had a pretty incredible 2021 on your YouTube channel so far. So congratulations for yeah, that. Yeah, congratulations on that. Well, thank you guys. Yeah, it's always nice to come back. Uh, I enjoy. I always enjoy talking with you, with Josh and Adam, so it's always good to be back. <laughs> we enjoy having you it's been way too long so i'm really happy that this worked out absolutely so let's get started uh the rules are pretty simple we're going to do this in a round table style and uh, we're just going to each kind of take turns making a prediction um like i said before it can come from anywhere uh movies tv streaming it can be any show or franchise uh you can if you want to predict a new movie or show that might be announced you can do that if you want to predict things that'll happen in the story for you know shows that we have or shows that are movies that are coming out you can do that as well uh and so we really have a pretty broad area to operate here uh, it can be almost kind of anything in entertainment really um but Josh I'm going to kick it over to you and you can go ahead and all right start us off Okay, my, this is probably my boldest prediction. Okay. Um, I'm going to start it off right, right, right off the bat. Um, I'm going to talk about Avatar. I think <laughs> Avatar is actually going to keep its 2022 release date <laughs> this time. Um, that's my prediction. No, um, in addition to that, this is kind of a multi-layered uh, prediction. Um I do not think Avatar is going to be number one at the box office this year, mm. like like it had been, you know, however many years ago. Um, I think Wakanda Forever will actually be number one at the box office in 2022. Interesting. I mean, just thinking about No Way Home and and the the timing of that around the holidays, and Wakanda Forever is going to be in a similar situation around the holiday season. Um, a lot of people, you know, I think a lot of people are looking forward to seeing how do they come back after, um, Chadwick Boseman's passing. And, um, you know, I, I think that's just, I think there's going to be a big emotional component for people seeing that. And I think, yeah, I think Avatar will be released. It won't be number one. Wakanda forever will be. That's my prediction. So question, are they coming out the same weekend? No, scheduled I don't to. Think so. Okay, all right. Yeah, I think I think Avatar. I think Avatar is kind of in the old Star Wars slot. Yeah, Avatar is in December. Uh, yeah. Okay. I think Wakanda Forever might be actually November. November. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. So okay, so you're predicting twenty the their total box office for the year. For the year, yeah. Gotcha. All right, cool. All right, I like it. Uh, Michelle, do you have one? Are you ready? 
I do, but now I'm now I'm feeling like it's not that bold. But uh... it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be bold. <laughs> okay, okay. No, it doesn't have to. Be. Let's okay. put it this way: if, it, in a year, when we look back on this, you'll just be more right than either of us were. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, my uh, you guys know one of my loves is Stranger Things, and yeah. we get Stranger Things season four this year. Finally, finally. Yeah. Yeah. And my prediction is that Hopper and Joyce. We'll finally get together. <laughs> oh, I like it. I, I think it's a, long a happy time ending. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I want to see it. Definitely. She yeah, does. Think, she I deserves think... something. I mean, she lost her first husband. She lost Bob. I mean, she deserves something good. Yeah, she does. Rough. Yeah. It, it, well, and Hopper does too. Like they both yeah, deserve sure. yeah. a happy ending here. I still have a hard time watching the first season because of what happens to Hopper in that. Man, it's so emotional. It gets it's me terrible. every time. Yeah. It's so sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I like that, though. That's a great prediction. That is a good prediction. And I'll tell you what, I was um, I was devastated by the loss of Hopper at the <laughs> end of season three. And, you know, I thought, okay, there's going to be a way for him to come back. I didn't necessarily like that they already revealed that, though, in, in like the teaser and everything a while back. Um, I think that would have been better as a surprise but um but i'm still really really excited that that character is is still going to be coming back and and i like the idea of him and joyce finally getting together come yeah. on josh you had to know he wasn't god oh, i knew but... no body no death you don't officially know until it's on screen but uh... yeah. well so i will say this i guess that's more i feel like i think that's just gonna happen but my i guess a bold prediction for stranger things season four is I feel like finally Mrs. Wheeler and perhaps Mr. Wheeler will finally get in on the action in season mm. four and know what's been going on around them. Mm. That would. I think it's time. Would, it would be hubris. That would make sense. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. If they just all of a sudden realize this has been going on for years under their nose. I mean, would it not be so funny if like, out of like, okay, Mrs. Wheeler finds like she becomes a part of it. She's in it, and like, what if Mr. Wheeler like saves the day? That would like. Well, I was just gonna say. <laughs> I was just gonna say that he knew all along, and he's just been, you know, like, and he's gonna maybe fill in his wife because he just seems always seems so oblivious to everything. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he just has known the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really do like that idea, though, that because that character has been portrayed as such, I don't want to say like deadbeat. He's, he's not like a deadbeat dad, but no, he's like, just... you know, ca- kind of a couch potato, yeah. just kind of oblivious. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> but for him to like have this big moment, that would be cool. It would be it'd be really funny. <laughs> yeah. yep. So that's like my it. bold prediction. I like it. Things, okay. that, that Mrs. Wheeler and perhaps Mr. Wheeler will get in on the action this season. <laughs> I like it. Nice. All right, so mine, I'm going back to our bread and butter of Star Wars, and I'm going to say that this is finally the year that they do something in live action with Old Republic in Star Wars. Uh, mm-hmm. And not High Republic, Old Republic. Um, yes. You know, they've been doing a lot more around that, with mainly re-releasing stuff. You know, we got the KOTOR remake, which is coming up. Dark Horse has getting gotten some of the uh, the comic licenses back, and you know they did a lot of that stuff back in the day with with uh, with comics and Old Republic and things of like that nature. Re-releasing some of you know those Legends, uh, Essential Legends books that you know are Old Republic stuff. Uh, 
this is this is the year I think it's finally going to happen. And I don't know. If, and I'm not saying that they'll announce a whole. Sh- maybe maybe Revan appears in something. You know, they they've put that Revan name out there in canon before uh, already. So uh, it's just kind of a matter of time. And I think that it's the t- I think the time is now. So. I, for one, really like that prediction because it was one of my predictions. Um, and <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. I have a few Star Wars predictions, so I'll just right. take that one that off was, my list. That but, was the only Star Wars one I had. <laughs> yeah, no, but I think that's great. I think um, fans have been clamoring for that. And, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm really hoping that Lucasfilm is hearing that and listening to that. And I want it to be actually a film series. Um, that would be cool. I, I I think there's a big void in Star Wars right now, obviously, when it comes to films. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Disney Plus has a lot of good stuff going on in the near future with Star Wars. But um, I think we need another great film series. And I think that would be a, a really good place to 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 go. Yeah. Uh, if you want me to get real specific with this, um, I think that Revan might actually pop up in that Accolade series. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, the time... I, the timeline doesn't quite match up because I know that Acolytes High Republic, and if you're going to yeah. kind of keep, they don't, they actually don't have to keep Revan, you know, back, you know, as far back as he was in the, in the old stuff. But uh, if they wanted to do that, you know, I think that he could pop up as like some type of you know hollow or or something of that nature, and then you know later they can expand on him. So. Mm-hmm. I think I could see that happening. You know, we've also got celebration this year. They have to yeah, have. I was going to say that. Yeah, they have to have something to announce. You know, mm-hmm. you would think. Do they though? Do they? <laughs> you would think. Um, they might not. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> they've skipped these before. But, yeah, but I mean that's their the own show. I mean, blind. come on. <laughs> that would be kind of awkward if they showed up to their own show and they had nothing. But hey, whatever. So I mean, it was kind of awkward. We they didn't got get a, anything. We yeah. didn't get anything. Uh, it was. What was it? A few weeks, a few months ago. Yeah, Disney Plus Day, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that they will have something like that, maybe to talk about at, at celebrations. So, I mean, they've got to have well, something I, to cancel a year later. So they got to announce something. That that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that would be okay. I, I will. I will preference it with this. If they stick very close to the old source material, they're gonna have a yeah, yeah, they're gonna have a problem. Then if, they if will they stray do good. That, yeah, if they mm-hmm. just kind of take general ideas and throw the rest away and do their own thing, you will have another major problem for for the 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 diehard fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So, so. I'm we'll see what they too. do. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go back to Josh. I'm going to stick with Star Wars. I, I yeah. have I have a couple Star Wars predictions. So that, should I just lump them into one or should I do. spread them out? You, you don't care what I do? Um, okay. <laughs> well, I think there's going to be an announcement and maybe this is going to be an animated series because I don't know, but this is one I've been wanting to see. And I think there's a lot of time in between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. Um, there's a lot of time yeah. in there where you could fill with good content and I I personally have been wanting to see the time period when Luke was training Jedi and and maybe even getting into Ben Solo's training possibly and I know Adam Driver is is even open to returning to Star Wars I think that could be the way for him to do it if it was live action 
but it could also work as, as animated. Um, he could and maybe you even see Grogu in there as well, um, you know, yeah. to tie it into the Mandalorian. So I think that would be a fantastic either animated or live action series. I'm going to predict it right now. We're going to we're going to get an announcement for it at some point this year. Cool. Yeah, if... I could I could see them doing that. Um, yeah. Whether or not it will make the most people happy, I'm not sure, <laughs> but I could see them doing it nonetheless <laughs> yeah yeah sometimes i think you just gotta aim to make some people happy <laughs> yeah. go from there <laughs> well i think a lot of fans I, I think there's some knowledge behind the scenes and and specifically thinking of even you know dave filoni and john favreau they have to be aware of the fact that um luke wasn't very well received in the last jedi and i, I think they're trying to mend that i think this is going to be the year of mending star wars really um, not on Disney plus on some of the things I think there's going to be, you know, I think that rogue squadron movie is, is going to come back <laughs> into play. Um, I think they're making some moves behind the scenes with Kathleen Kennedy quietly having less kind of control over, you know, things. Um, and I think they have to be aware of that. And I think they started this with the Mandalorian season two with Luke appearing in that and having Mark Hamill be a part of that. And I think they were trying to restore some of that right there. So I would love to see a, a series involving Luke and kind of when he was a master Jedi. I mean, who doesn't want to see that, you know? So I'll tell you this, and you've said this before, but just watching um, Boba Fett, the first episode, um, which I liked, I didn't, I didn't love the first episode, but I liked the first episode, but I will say that it pretty much cemented the fact that I think that John and Dave need, total creative control yes, over that whole thing um mm -hmm. right down to they need to be the ones finding directors to write and tell stories you know and, mm -hmm. and it goes through them you know um yep. i don't care if kathleen stays on you know like producer role or if she's doing you know office stuff you know the big business side of things um but john and dave are the story people and they have proven that now for years and i think mm -hmm. that that's that's where it needs to go yeah i uh yeah th they definitely need to be in control of that. <laughs> <laughs> cool uh it's your turn michelle you have one you have another one well i'll go star wars too yes and i will say that in 2021 or no, 2022. Yeah, I'm fucking last year. <laughs> it all uh, blends together. Uh, Gina Carano will not return to Star Wars. All right. <laughs> yeah, that I, I agree. Just, yeah, I just think as long as kind of the the same people are in charge, I don't think there's really any shot of her coming back. I don't think she's going to want to. And I think she's honestly just kind of happier doing her own thing and feels a lot more freedom in doing so. Yeah. And then especially with her being in a, a movie about Hunter Biden, I don't, I don't know if that, if she's coming back anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I still think like we go back to John and Dave, I think of John and Dave had that control. I, I think that, I don't think that this would have been a, an issue to begin with i don't think she yeah i don't think she ever would have been fired Agreed. Um, but i just i, I i've I, talked about I, this on the show before I, I i want her to come back but i don't want that for her you know what i mean yeah so and if she were to come back it better not be to like kill her on on screen that would just tick everyone off I know. <laughs> yeah I know. 
So, so if she comes back, it better be because things have been mended and she gets her old role back. That's that's mm -hmm. if not like yeah. even as a big fan, I'm like, no, thank you. But I mean, even even at that point, I I don't I I, I think she's better off where she's at right now. I, I think she's better off doing yeah. what she's doing, her own stuff, like you said. And uh, you know, I'll, I'll miss that part of, of Star Wars for sure. Uh, that's still kind of a sticking point for me. But I don't want her to have to go through the stuff coming back that she would have to go through, specifically talking about social media. So. Yeah, it's true. So along these same lines, let me ask you guys this question. Is anybody willing to predict that Bob Iger will return as CEO <laughs> in 2022? No. Anybody willing to make that prediction? Nope. 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 <laughs> I was thinking yeah. about it. But... It's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I th I think he's he's done too. He he. I honestly, he needs to be done. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't particularly like having Chapek, you know, in that role. But I think that it's time for Iger to step down. And I think him coming back doesn't really send a great message to anybody. You know, um, you know, people consuming the media, the stockholders, all that stuff. I think that would actually be a bad move for them in the long run. But yeah, you're, as much as I would like to see it. You're probably right, but he did such a great job, in my opinion, as as CEO. He did. Um, I have mixed feelings about him, but he 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 did a lot of good uh, stuff also. But a lot of this stuff we complain about with like nickel and diming, you know, Disney charging more for every you know everything <laughs> across the board, started with him, and yeah, it's only getting mm -hmm. worse under JPEG. But I mean, a lot of that stuff started with him. Um. And like I said, the other, the flip side of that coin is that they, you know, did a lot of great stuff too. Uh, but there's there's some negatives that I mm -hmm. I would like to just kind of move on. I would like to I would like to move on with Iger and Chapek, but I don't think I'm going to do both of that. <laughs> Seriously. But. So that comes back to me, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. All right. My next one is for Marvel, and I am predicting that we're getting something out of mutants this year. And I say mutants because I don't think that they'll actually do X-Men per se. I think that you're going to see things, I think you're going to see characters like Wolverine pop up, and you know, I think you'll see Jean Grey and stuff like that. I don't think that they're actually going to do a specific X-Men movie, or call it X-Men. Um, I think that they'll go with like a mutant brand, kind of like you have you have the Avengers, you have Eternals, and you have mutants. I think that's where where it's going to go, um, mainly because I think that that can encompass a lot of different stuff under that X Men brand. The X Men really has branched out far beyond you know just the core group there, and I think doing mutants would let you do so many so many different things. Um, now, how does this count? I I, I kind of think that you'll hear something because we also have a D23 this year. So I kind of think that that's where this comes. I think it comes in the form of an announcement. I don't know that you'll see Wolverine pop up in a post-credit scene. That's not I don't think that that's going to happen, but I think that you're going to see, you know, one of those Marvel title cards that we've all seen hundreds and thousands of <laughs> uh over the last 20 some years. Um I think that you'll see one of those you know, this is Marvel Studios, Mutants, or something along that line. So, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think that obviously now that they have the rights to be able to do that, um, we're going to yeah. it's a matter of when. And, yeah. you know, I think they'll definitely this is a, a good year for them to be at least introduced into that MCU universe. So, yeah, it's I don't think you'll get any specific things happening this year, but I think you'll get that announcement. So. And and I, like I said before, I think going mutants kind of lets them because there's so many different factions of X Men. You know, you have the the X Men proper specific, but then you have so many different other little groups that pop up that they can do some cool things with. So I think uh, I think branding it mutants would be a, a good move for them. Mm-hmm. Um. So do you think that we could see uh, some of the famous X Men maybe mm-hmm. appear in a uh, end credit scene of one of their movies coming out this year? Uh, I don't think that that's, I, I think that they'll just announce something okay. this year. Um, I don't think that, I don't think that those characters will pop up in a credit scene just yet. Um, you know, I'm thinking maybe, I, I would think maybe the, a year or two after this is when you'll, you'll see that. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe, see, maybe I, I could see, you know what I could see happening though? Um, I could see something like happened with Eternals, uh, where, D23, they kind of announced that title card, but then they actually have a couple people casted already, you know, that they could have to, to walk out in front of that audience and, and show off, you know, here's your here's your storm, you know, that type of stuff. Um, I could see that happening, but I don't know that they'll actually appear in a movie this year. Yeah. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah, I want to see it. All right, Josh, back to you. Um, I guess... I'm going to stick with superheroes, um, okay. but I'll, I'll, I'll go with DC for mine. Um, I am a huge Batman fan and I cannot wait for the Batman. Um, I, I love how dark and gritty it looks and, you know, everything. Um, there's been some people who, of course, from the beginning have been unsure of Robert Pattinson, um, you know, being in that role and everything. And I actually think my, I predict that, Robert Pattinson will be praised for his betrayal portrayal as Batman, um, but maybe not so much as Bruce Wayne, but as Batman specifically. I, I think mm. that he will be praised for his role in that. Um, but the Bruce Wayne side of things might not be a, as well received. It's just a just a prediction. I I can see that, and I from like from our like recent video we did on Batman, there's like X amount of people. I don't know if they're really even open to him. Like, I don't know if they're even, so there'll be some that just aren't going to, but I think overall he'll win people over the majority. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I I think he will. And I thought he was a good pick from the beginning, but maybe that's because I never watched twilight. So I don't see him as Edward Cullen or whatever his name is because Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't watch twilight. So it doesn't bother me. That might that might be why I'm okay with it too. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can see what yeah, you're saying I, though, I, Josh, about the distinction between the two, though. Because mm-hmm. you know, it's I think it's been difficult to have an actor who can portray both of those <clears throat> sides of that character, and you know, my my personal favorite actually is um, Christian Bale. Um, yeah. I think he succeeded at being both of those characters, both sides of those characters very, very well. So I'm interested to see how Robert Pattinson can do as both, but I I think he's going to be a strong Batman, but maybe not a strong Bruce Wayne. 
Do you know what's interesting about that is actually when they when I first heard his name cast as Batman, I actually for, had more of a problem seeing him as Batman. Because mm-hmm. if you think of Robert Pattinson typically, like mm-hmm. think of him even in Tenet, that's kind of Bruce Wayne. Yeah, like yeah that, that's yeah. a good point. He <clears throat> has that that suave look of playing mm-hmm. uh, a Bruce Wayne. It, it's my understanding with this movie that I guess they're taking so much from year one mm-hmm. and that he basically they're going with the fact that he has not yet uh, created the persona of Bruce Wayne, the yeah. the playboy yeah. type persona. Right. So hopefully by the second movie, he gets to be that Robert Pattinson that I think can really be the true Bruce Wayne that we think of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point that you, you bring up there. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, and I can see that for, for a couple of reasons, because um, it, Josh, we, I mentioned this on the show last week about Matt, uh, is it Reeve or Reeves? Reeves. I think Reeves. Reeves with an S, yeah. isn't okay. it? Mm-hmm. Um, it said something about his, um, Pattinson being inspired by Kurt Cobain. And if you look kind of at those trailers with the look that Bruce has, you can kind of see that, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think you're right, Michelle, in that you know, this will be kind of maybe his refining that persona, you know, kind of drawing that distinction between what he is as Batman versus Bruce. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, I do too. All right. What about you, Michelle? Okay. So I predict with the success of Spider-Man No Way Home, I predict that, and with how people reacted to Andrew Garfield. I hope you're going to say this. I I forgot to say this. I hope you're going to say something. (laughs) I predict that we will begin an announcement in 2022 about the continuation of the amazing Spider-Man with Andrew. I love it. Oh man. I love it. Adam predicted like that same thing. I think uh, on last week's show that we had, I should have had that. And I didn't even think about it, but I love that you said that. That's awesome. And I was like, Nope, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think he's going to be, I I think you guys are right. It's two to one right now. So, you know, I I think he's coming back. I think he see, well, for starters, I think he really enjoyed playing Spider-Man. He just unfortunately, and I thought he was a really good Spider-Man. He just never Mm -hmm. got a good script in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think if they would give him a good script and we get kind of an older, more experienced Peter Parker, I think that could be different enough that people would really be into it. And I mean, people just have, have praised his performance from that movie. So I think that he can even hear it's like how much people really want it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I was one of those that didn't really love the amazing Spider-Man movies. Um, you know, but as I think about it more, I think it really, like you said, Michelle, I think it could be a lot of the script. I, I didn't like, I didn't like that interpretation of Peter Parker. He seemed a little bit more, um, I don't want to say cocky, but more uh, kind of a punk, kind of a punk. yeah, a little bit of a punk, a little <laughs> bit more, a little bit too sure of himself. You know what I mean? I, I feel like Peter Parker's supposed to be a little bit more, um, you know, unsure and a little bit more, you know, kind of um, wavering in, in his confidence a little bit, I guess. Uh, and I don't think that Garfield ever was that, but like, it, but if they take it like like you said, Michelle, where he's more older, where he's older, more experienced at this, I think that could work, and. You know, I said last week, and I'll, but I'll say it again. No way home made me appreciate. You know, just no way home made me appreciate Andrew Garfield's character that much more. You know, uh, so pretty amazing for a movie to do that that wasn't actually his movie. So, 
Yeah, because I think you can even build off that that story because you, you see in No Way Home that he's had so much growth and experience through mm -hmm. some of the things he's gone through. So I think it just sets up a very interesting uh, version or take on Spider-Man slash Peter Parker. Yeah. Sony's going to need their own Spider-Man if they're not going to bounce um, Tom Holland back and forth, you know? Uh so it, it, since it seems like Tom Holland's kind of reset in the MCU uh, at this point, you know, he's you know, kind of taking things back to basics as Spider-Man. Uh, it seems like that's kind of his home, Tom Holland's home, and he, at least you know is, is that that multiverse, that universe. Sony's going to kind of need their own, and I think it makes sense to have Garfield do that. You know. Mm -hmm. Well, I think I think even on that, maybe this is a bold prediction. I think. I think Sony will still share Tom Holland, but I think they're setting up a trilogy for Tom Holland that's very much more like a traditional Spider-Man trilogy. Like I within agree. his yeah. story, a separate from the MCU, and it's truly just that more old, old school, grounded Spider-Man type stories. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I could say, yeah. I, I don't think, I, I wouldn't say totally separate from the MCU. I would say that his still absolutely takes place in the MCU, but as as far as like, um, separate from like the Avengers team ups and stuff, I I could definitely see that happening. Yeah, yeah. They, they, I was. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say they definitely set that up by the right. Avengers. Everyone forgetting who he is. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, and I think you have to use that kind of blank slate to kind of go back to basics with Spider Man. Mm -hmm. I was saying to Adam last week that you know, you, you can't really top far from home and, and, and make it or, or no way home and, and make it much bigger. It's hard. Than, it's hard with all those home titles. Movie was. So it's, it's kind of like how I, I compared it to like Daniel Craig coming into the bond role and how it was just kind of like a clean slate. They went back to the basics of bond and, and maybe you can do that with Spider-Man going back to the basics of Spider-Man as we know him kind of like struggling to get by being a photographer um you know yeah. being you know that type of, of spider-man so I, I think that would be a good move if they want to do another trilogy which they do so and then with andrew garfield's character since he's in his uh late 30s you can have more of a matured peter parker that maybe has actually kind of made something of himself i don't mm -hmm. know if that ever happened mm -hmm. in the comics but he's so smart you think he yeah. would yeah mm -hmm. right yeah, I like it. I like it. I like it too. Um, I have one more. I can always come up with something off the top of my head. <laughs> no, um, I think I have one more too, basically. Okay. Yeah. But I'm uh, also going to talk about Batman, Josh. Okay. Um, but I'm going to talk a little bit about Mike Michael Keaton. Um, you know, because we know that he's going to be in the Flash movie. Uh, we also now know that he's going to be in Batgirl. Uh, I think... And you know this this reference might have to be you know for comics or, or animation you know diehard fans, but I think that version of Bruce Michael Keaton's Bruce is gonna be less in the suit and more in a chair, uh, kind of like Bruce is in Batman Beyond, uh, if you're familiar with that, uh, which is a cartoon and comic series that kind of takes place in Bruce's future. Where he's older now, can't really do the Batman stuff anymore. But he has someone else that he kind of assists from, uh, you know, from the Batcave, where he's kind of, he's the guy, he's the guy in the chair, he's Ned, <laughs> all right? <laughs> um, 
So I think that's kind of what Mako Keaton's going to be more of, uh, especially in Batgirl, you know, for Batgirl, instead of actually doing like a Batman Beyond type story, I could see, you know, Batgirl kind of being that next iteration of Batman with Michael Keaton as Batman kind of, you know, supporting her and uh, yeah, he's more of the do. he's more of the mentor Alfred type character, guy in the chair. <laughs> yeah. So that would be like that, that's my Batman prediction. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm excited to see Michael Keaton come back. I really enjoy Michael Keaton is him as an actor. You know, I, I think having kind of a rebirth is really fun. You know, to, to see yeah. Michael Keaton come do some of these really fun things again, you know, like Vulture and uh, now Batman again. So um, and I'll love... tell you what, I just, I just finished up a series that he's in called dope sick on Hulu and his, he does a tremendous job in, in the role that he's in. And he's so I good. just really enjoyed, enjoyed him in that. Yeah. He's so good. Yep. All right, Josh, you're up. All right. So I, I've got, I've got one more um, and it is again about star Wars and, and Adam, I know you're hesitant to see Obi-Wan versus Vader again in the (laughs) Obi-Wan series. Um, But I think my prediction is it will be debated as the greatest lightsaber duel in history Mm. of star Wars um, Mm. by people. It will be debated. It'll go down as, as, Mm maybe the best mm. tool and it'll convince Adam that he actually liked that mm. they did it. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I will, up. I will prepare to be wrong. I think they're going to, cause trust me, I've heard that argument too. Um, I'm on the side. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me through okay. Canon. I believe there's mm-hmm. routes for it to take place. I agree. Um, but it's going to have to be really good to make those, the people who are not having it right now, happy about it. Mm-hmm. Like you, they can't have to do this thing. Like it needs to be epic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I'll tell you what else, it's going to have a really hard time topping Revenge of the Sith for me. Cause that's actually my favorite lightsaber battle. Uh, I believe that's a good mm-hmm. one. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that Obi-Wan Anakin one is top notch and it's got a long way to go. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Do you know, it'll be interesting to see, will they go back to giving them like light, uh, literally light lightsabers that they can wield very quickly mm-hmm. because the sequels use such heavy ones for some reason and it, it looked very cumbersome and not smooth where we're used mm-hmm. to them being very quick with it. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, th- I think the ones they used in the sequel trilogy actually lit, you know, c- lit up so that you could get that the lighting on on their faces and everything as, as they were they were filming. Um, but yeah, that's a good point, you know, and, and going back to maybe the more traditional where they had yeah. the, these rods basically, and they would light them up and post, you know, um, which I mean, there's pluses and minuses for both. Cause I mean, like Michelle is saying, you, you start lighting things up and they, they will get heavier, you know, it's not just like mm-hmm. a plastic casing anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, but the advantages to that are like, you know, Josh said, you kind of get that natural blues and reds and green lighting. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but then the advantage, you know, you kind of go you talk about something like Revenge of the Sith, and that lightsaber battle was just you know, crazy with the movements that oh, they're yeah, doing with that. Yeah. That's a lot harder with that. It's heavier. 
then that makes me kind of question josh it's like they could just like let them use lighter ones for the most of the duel and then give them if there's like close-ups if like they blocked it and they're holding it like yeah. give mm -hmm. them the one with the actual light and let right. the light reflect on them mm -hmm. that's a good point yeah I mean, I don't know what they're going to do, but I, yeah. I think everyone would be like, uh, if it's like really slow, the way the sequel right. fighting could be at times. Right, right. Yeah, I, I think, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see what style of, of a duel it will be. Whether, but Vader you know, probably logically should be a little slower because he's going to have to get used to this machinery he's now mm -hmm, in. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. But yeah. I mean, Obi-Wan from Rebels is pretty fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> so I mean, we'll yeah, see. I, I think Obi-Wan is probably my most anticipated anything coming out in <laughs> this, this year. So I'm excited about that. Um, does anybody have any other predictions? Because if if you do go for it if not i have one question i want to pose i want to give i'll give a okay i'll give a bold star wars prediction and then i'll give a sad prediction my bold <laughs> my bold star wars prediction is that han, some version of han solo will pop up in boba fett mm -hmm. no, that's a good I one yeah. Uh, yeah you know it probably will be like a deep faked situation where i han hope they solo use deep fake this time <laughs> Well, you know, they hired that YouTuber. So <laughs> it, <laughs> it makes you think that they that Yeah, I mean, it makes you think. Luke looked so much better. Yeah. Yeah, they hired the YouTuber. So, I mean, I think they probably will use it for that. Um, we'll see. But I think that would be a big, like, ooh, moment for the show. Mm -hmm. um, okay, my sad prediction is as much as it makes sense. I feel like it's 50-50, but I, I want to say just because of the way Hollywood is gone, that they will not cast Henry Cavill as the next James Bond. <laughs> okay. And that's I'm, a very, I'm sorry. I hope I'm, I'm sorry, wrong Michelle. on that prediction. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. My heart, my heart goes out to you. <laughs> so Adam, you're <laughs> I, I know you're a big Bond fan. Do you, and I, I I was thinking, you know, I wonder if they're going to announce who the next Bond is and, and, and who that might be. Adam, you mentioned when we were talking about this a, a few shows ago that um might be a, a more of a no name actor or a lesser known. Yeah, yeah, lesser actor. Known, yeah. Um, you know, I know Henry Cavill wants to do it. Um and, and I want cool. to do it. Well, <laughs> <Yeah. didn't he? laughs> I might be making this up, but I think he said something not too long ago about maybe wanting to you know, just do a villain role. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know if I'm making that up or if it was someone else that said that. So, Yeah. He he played the villain pretty well in Mission Impossible. He did. Yeah. Um, yeah. So are you um, asking me if I have a prediction for a Bond actor? Kind of. I don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I could well, I, I could Google I could Google lesser known <laughs> British <laughs> actors if you want me to, but I I don't know. Michelle, is Henry Cavill going to come back as Superman? Oh, see, that's another that that should be like a no brainer situation. Like, give him Indeed. one at least one final movie uh, yeah. with a, like a, a really good writer. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if they're going to. I, 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 Warner Brothers seems to be so genuinely confused and scattered yes, on what are. they are. Gonna <laughs> they do. are. <laughs> yeah, which is yeah. sad to me as a DC fan, but it is what yeah. it is. They can yeah. do some things really well. Yeah, uh, they're kind of hit and miss. They are. Yeah. 
It, it seems like a lot of their standalone Batman stuff is really good, or, or yeah. has the potential to be really good. And then it just seems like they have no idea what to do with anything else. As far as film franchises go, their TV series are actually pretty pretty good quality. The HBO Max stuff um, is actually pretty good. But when they get into like this film franchise mode, especially with like Superman or anything else, Justice League, um, they seem to have a lot of problems with it. So. Mm-hmm. Because cause they're not planners. <laughs> no. Right. right. They don't plan good. <laughs> gotta, I mean, the problem, and, and then they have, like, like, you know, Henry Cavill's a great example, but then they also have uh, uh, Gal, and I can never say her name, her last name. Is it Godot or Godot? I, I always want to say Godot. Godot. Okay. I, Godot. Okay. Okay. Right. <laughs> I could <laughs> be wrong, though. Um, but then they get got people like Cavill, and they get Gal Godot, uh, who are really great in those roles, and then it just feels like they just kind of, you know, sputter out. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So my my final question for for you guys is about um, Marvel, and and we saw the introduction of in um, Loki of the Kang character in a way. Um, and and we, we we have this whole multiverse thing going on now. Is there going to be like a big bad in the MCU like Thanos? Is is it going to be Kang? Is that not going to happen? Um, how are they going to use that that character? I guess any predictions about that, or is it just going to stay pretty with Loki? You know what I mean? I have not watched. I've actually not watched Loki yet, so okay. I can't. Okay. I don't even have anything to say on that. But I mean, clearly you are right that they're gonna. They're probably set up another big bad. I just. I don't know who it's gonna be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I mean, Kang is kind of an obvious choice. You know, Kingpin really could be a big a big bad uh, if they do that right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. if he's if they're if he's actually not dead, which he better not be. Um, he's not. No. Yeah. <laughs> he better not. Be. If he if he is, we riot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but either of those characters could be. I I don't know. Um, part of me kind of really feels like they've done the big Thanos bad, and maybe they need to try something different. You know, going yeah. forward. Uh, I don't know, but. Some of that could feel like deja vu if they spend, you know, five years building up a Thanos type character. I don't know, but yeah. So well, I'm curious to see what happens with that. But yeah, I am as well. We've exhausted all of my predictions and questions. I have no more. Uh, Michelle, do you have any more? No, my my heart is uh, clear. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, we'll have uh, to see if you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll have to revisit this here in about a year. And uh, Michelle, I don't know what you're doing a year from now, but if you want to come back on, you're... I'll come back. You I'll are come welcome. Back. And we're we're not going to wait another year for this one. We'll have you back on before that too. Uh, but thank Sounds you, good. thank you for joining us. Why don't you plug your stuff and let them know where they can find uh, you and, and Force of Light and you and Nat and all that good stuff. Yes. Yeah. You can find uh, me and my, my co-host, my sister, Natalie, you can find us at force of light entertainment on YouTube and then podcasts. I've not done the best job. I, de- I actually thought today I- I've got to upload a few things to podcasts, but um, 
we, we've just leaned so heavy into YouTube that sometimes I, I I've got, again, I've got to do better mm -hmm. about uploading, but we also are all places podcast are. And you can follow Force Flight Entertainment on Twitter and Instagram at Force Flight Entertainment. Nice. It's kind of hard keeping up all that podcast stuff, isn't it? It <laughs> well, well, it is. Like when you get both of them going, you're uh -huh. like, oh, I need to pull this over mm -hmm. and make a podcast out of this, which is easy to do. It just takes time. Right. Yeah, we're, we're trying. I think Adam and I have pretty much gone with the strategy of like I try to handle the YouTube side of things, and and he handles like the podcast side of things for the most part. I think splitting it up kind of yeah. helps, but it's it is hard to manage both of those things and figure out which one you want to be your focus and and that type of thing. I guess wherever you're mo most successful, you know. Yes. Um, but but that but thank you also for all the help when i've asked you you know i need a little help with this youtube <laughs> stuff and, and you've always been gracious about helping and giving advice and things like that and um that's appreciated and really enjoyed having you on again so thank oh you so yes much. yeah anytime uh, uh, people help me all the time adam's helped me with different <laughs> stuff and then and then other people yeah, help yeah, me yeah. with youtube so yeah it's uh, always a pleasure too <laughs> and i want to plug one more thing uh michelle of yours and i know that this isn't one of your focuses but i really enjoy your Force of Light uh, podcast, not the entertainment one, um, the other one. And that one's more, uh, you know, I, I know all Christian three of based. us here are Christian. And, you know, that's a really more Christian um, motivation or devotional type uh, podcast. And uh, you have some really great thoughts and you have some really great guests that come on that show. Uh, so, you know, it's it doesn't... It it doesn't have to be you know something that you listen to like weekly, but they're really good to kind of listen to when you need that extra boost, you know. Oh, well, so. I appreciate that. That that just encouraged me because one of my uh, one of my uh, New Year's goals is to to be more consistent with that podcast. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I just I, oh, I'm glad I said that then because um, you know it, it really is a great show and you do a great job with that. So I appreciate I appreciate well, you putting those much. out when you do so. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, and thank you guys for having me back on. It's always fun. Uh, I think, I think uh, the second, either first or second time we ever came on YouTube was with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You we, guys gave us courage to go on. <laughs> we really started not too far from each other, you know, in terms of you know uh -huh. when our show started, and we just kind of um, meshed at that point. Found and, each other. Yeah, it, it all worked <laughs> out, and then you know the whole Red Five stuff happened, and. Uh, yeah. Yes. So it's it's been it's been a fun journey, and we're we're really glad that you know you started when you did, so that we can connect when we did, and uh, it's been great. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Yeah, and we hope you guys have a great 2022, and we'll see which predictions were true and which were not true. Hey, Doc, we better back up. We don't have enough roads to get up to 88. Roads? Well, we're going. We don't need roads. Big thank you again to Michelle for joining us. Uh, that was a lot of fun. I'm glad we finally made that happen with, with Michelle and Force of Light. So looking forward to having them back on the show. And if you guys haven't subscribed to their YouTube channel or if you're not following them uh, you know, on podcast apps or social media or whatever, you should really do that. Uh, Michelle and Natalie are two wonderful friends of ours, and they put on a great show at Force of Light. So... Uh, give them a listen, a watch. You won't regret it. And remember, if you haven't subscribed to our show yet, uh, you can find us on all, the, all those major podcast apps. 
Uh, if you're on one like Apple Podcasts that lets you leave a review, please do so. That helps us get out to more and more people. We are continuing our Discord uh, watch parties, and we'll be continuing those with Book of Boba Fett. Uh, so next one up will be Chapter 2. And uh, hopefully picking up, like we said earlier in the news segment, you know, hopefully we'll have a, a pretty awesome episode to uh, watch party this week. That will be on Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern. If you need the link to our Discord server, you can check the show notes, uh, or you can visit facpovpodcast.wordpress.com. That has uh, you know a link to that server, plus anywhere else you can find us, including YouTube uh, or uh, socials, uh, which you can find us on Insta- Instagram and Twitter, at CertainPOVPod for both of those. Facebook page is From a Certain Point of View. Our email address is CertainPOVPod at gmail.com. And you can leave us a voicemail if you have a 2022 prediction that you'd like to get out there. Uh, we want to put it in the record book so that we can look back and say how right or wrong you were next year at this time. Uh, so if you want to do that, send us a voicemail at 724-901-1783. Once again, that's 724-901-1783. And remember to check out you know, we mentioned Force of Light. They are another uh, Red 5 friend of ours. Uh, so if you want to check them out and all the other awesome Red 5 Network podcasts, you can find those all at uh, red5network.com or on Twitter at red5network. Uh, you can find me on the internet at the gauze 85 on Twitter and Instagram. And Josh, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at JediJarJar1722, and we talked a little bit about our YouTube channel from a certain point of view. Make sure you check that out. We just hit 100 subscribers, and, and we'd like to get some more of those that, in this upcoming year. I just uh, posted my favorite films of 2021 in the book of Boba Fett, Chapter 1 Review. As Adam said, we would love to hear from you, your thoughts on, on all things 2022, and Going forward, we hope to have a great year with all of you, and everything we said today was true. From a certain point of view.